Welcome to your number one source for technological innovations, ideas, and strategies for your business. Multiply your business's equations and put the odds in your favor. Now, live from Club ITHQ with your hosts, Ben and Sam, this is Tech Factor. All right, welcome everyone. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And this is The Tech Factor. The Tech Factor. Right, welcome to episode four of The Tech Factor. So this is the podcast about driving business, productivity, and innovation utilizing technology. So today's episode uh, is a nice practical episode. It's all about uh, how you can improve your business's Wi-Fi. So this is our five steps to improving your business's Wi-Fi. So wireless coverage uh, is obviously you know, it's an interesting topic and it's something which, uh, you know, as more and more devices become wireless, the uh, Demand for improving your wireless tech, uh, your wireless uh, coverage and speed is uh, is always been a um, something which you know obviously is highly in demand and something everyone wants to do. So uh, we're going to talk about our uh, five key tips that you can do to improve your business's Wi-Fi. So I'll, I think I might start off with, with the first one because I'm probably the oldest one here, so I probably remember some of this Wi-Fi a bit better than than when you might say. Yeah, I've got a few extra so- years. Not not many, but a few. Yeah, so the um, the the first and and most uh, one of the most obvious things, and maybe it's not necessarily as obvious, but uh, making make sure you're using the latest Wi-Fi standard. So uh, a lot of the um, devices, and your, your, whether it be your access points or your your uh, your physical devices, whether it be a smartphone or a computer or whatever. So uh, I mean, Wi-Fi has been around for quite a long time now. That the the more um, I guess the we started to see Wi-Fi being more commonly used in computers in probably the late nineties, early two thousands, and we used to have eight hundred two was eight hundred two one two B, so the B standard and the A standard, and and you, and there was sort of mid two thousands you had the G standard, and it was sort of well the first Wi-Fi that I sort of certainly remember in setting up and configuring at a maximum speed of eleven megabits a second, and uh, we had these little D-Link wireless access card um, access cards and. Um, PCI cards and yeah, you get 11 meg out of it, and that was yeah, that was okay. And again, if you're just doing internet, and again, you think about the internet speeds back then, that was still more than sufficient. But if you were trying to do stuff off um, off a network, it really wasn't sufficient. Then you got to G, where it was you know um, 54 meg. We started to move over the years to N, and now the current technology is uh, wireless AC. It's quite a mature technology, uh, but you want to make sure that basically if all of your wireless network should be using wireless AC. Uh, in saying that, uh, the new technology, uh, the new standard that will be coming out soon is wireless AX, uh, known also as Wi-Fi 6. So it'll provide even more significant increases in speed again. So if you are looking to do a major upgrade to your wireless network, I mean, it may be worthwhile waiting 12 months for that because uh, you will get significant benefits there again. But at the very least, make sure everything is wireless AC. Uh, that's our first most obvious tip. Uh, it's got to be using the latest wireless standards. Because you're going to get the the most uh, in terms of the um, it'll optimize the bandwidth that's available. You'll be able to get as many users on as possible, and you'll get basically um, better speeds and overall just better performance. Because the the way these standards work as well, generally the uh, technology and the antenna designs have changed as well to also improve the way that uh, the signals can travel backwards and forwards. So use the latest standard. Uh, tip number one. Uh, tip number two, Sam, you want to talk about uh, mesh networks? Yeah, so probably using an easily expandable Wi-Fi system, um, typically named mesh-based Wi-Fi system. So in 
simple terms is just increasing the amount of access points you have in a single location. So um, mesh-based systems will allow for maximum coverage with minimal configuration and allow your Wi-Fi to reach as far as you'd need it to go. And most devices will be able to roam between those access points. So they will be able to log on to one Wi-Fi and work, you know, out of a large office anywhere inside that space. Um, well, and- well, well, one of the, one of the, just sorry to interrupt there, but yeah, one of the right. most basic things with the, uh, with Wi-Fi, even if you know nothing about wireless, yeah, the more access points you put in a place, the the better you're going to get performance overall, because particularly if it's a mesh system, because the, the access points will all work together. They'll, if it's all configured automatically, it'll automatically adjust the power levels and if you've got uh, more access points, then basically it means you've got less congestion. So if you've got, you know, an access point in literally every single office and every office has five computers, then you're splitting one access point through five computers. So yeah. and, and, the, those- and, and another great thing of mesh systems is they can be as easy or as complicated as they need to be in the sense that you can you can quite easily just go and buy an off-the-shelf kit that um, Unify sell, TP-Link sell, uh, Google even sell. Um, which you can most of the time just plug and play those ones or there is more professional grade um, setups that you can do, which probably take a little bit more experience to get those up and running. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a really good point. So um, Ubiquity have a platform called Amplify, which is effectively plug and play. Amplify allows you to literally just, yeah, literally plug and play. You plug it in, you turn it on and you've got Wi-Fi. You can use the app to do some various configurations. And you've also got the uh, the extenders, which you just plug in around the house wherever you need them, and they'll just automatically talk to each other. So it's a similar thing with TP-Link. TP-Link have uh, a range of products called the uh, the Deco range, which uh, does the same type of thing. Um, Asus even have been getting quite heavily into uh, this type of system as well. So there's a there's a lot of manufacturers out there uh, that are think offering every every Wi-Fi manufacturer. I even think D-Link is making them as well as TP-Link, mm, and then. You know, you've got your Google Wi-Fi and then, you know, there is that many on the market and they all have their pros and cons, so. But, yeah, make sure it's a mesh system uh, is our second tip because uh, it'll just allow you to easily expand the system and it means your devices will roam. And effectively, uh, it is going to be one of the most guaranteed ways to increase the capacity and increase the coverage of your wireless network. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, so uh, ensure all, all end-user devices are up to date and have the correct uh, Wi-Fi interface. So again, this goes back a little bit to the standards, but the, the thing is, look, you can have a really great wireless network. You can have the, you can have hundreds of access points, and you can have it all, uh, you know, all a mesh system using, you know, a really good brand. Uh, but the problem is uh, that your end-user devices, I mean, Wi-Fi is a two-way technology, right? So when you, when I request to download a web page. Uh, that information uh, will come to me, but I still have to make that request. So my end-user device still has to send information across uh, to the uh, wireless router or to the wireless access point to actually communicate backwards and forwards. So uh, while there isn't, generally speaking, and look, if it's just internet-based, there's generally more download than there is upload. If it's a network where you've got a business network, where, for example, you're sharing files on a NAS or on a a file server, uh, you will need that two-way bandwidth. And really, in order to do that, you've got to make sure that your devices are, are modern, that they've got their latest software updates, uh, and then again, that those devices have, you know, in this case, it would be wireless AC interface cards. But I mean, I wouldn't use, like, if you're wanting to make sure that your devices, uh, 
basically running at the most optimum. Again, if you're talking smartphones, you've got to make sure you've got your latest iOS or, or Android updates. And you want to make sure that the technology you're using isn't really any more than, I mean, I would almost even say four or five years old, absolutely the absolute max, ideally three years old. Would be the would be the ideal threshold. Yeah, the 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 older the device is, where you're going to run into troubles because you can have that. You know, it, it can be you've got a fantastic Wi-Fi system, but if you're using a laptop that's ten years old, you're probably going to be no better than using something that you had before. Mm, exactly. So it's really important that you keep up uh, with the right technology. So making sure that you know if you, you've rolled a great Wi-Fi uh, system, make sure that your end user devices that also need to be able to send and receive that information through that network are also up to date. So make sure you've got, um, again, so with your iPads, your your iPhones, your Android devices, you know, uh, if you've got voice VoIP systems uh, and you can, your laptops and your de- even your desktop computers, make sure that they are using the latest technology. So, I mean, that's a, a really simple thing you can do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, cause the other thing as well, like you may, you may well have recently upgraded your wireless network but maybe you haven't spent the money on your computer, and so your computer is only going to operate at that slow speed. So let's say, for example, your computer only has a YSN network card in it, and but you've, you've upgraded to the latest AC access points using a TP-Link or Ubiquiti solution, for example. Uh, you're only going to get YSN speeds out of it, even though your access point is capable of wireless AC. So you know you, at, at the most, you may get 300 megabits a second, although, again, uh, it's important to remember with wireless technology that the bandwidth is shared. So the more devices that are connected to an individual access point, the more that bandwidth is going to be shared and the less overall performance you're going to get. So you know, more access points is always better if you've got the correctly configured and correctly designed system. So uh, again, make sure you've got latest technology uh, on your end user devices because that will also uh, make a significant difference. And I suppose that's where we move on to our fourth point, Ben, is ensure your access points WANs are connected to a gigabit interface um, or mm. if your access points are wired up, make sure that they are using the correct supplies and the connecting to the correct thing on your router. Um, some some older routers will only support 100 megabits per second when we're traditionally connecting things at gigabit at this point. So um, particularly if you do have a fiber connection, it's worth checking the speed between your access point and your router to make sure there is no routing issues and just to make sure that everything is connecting at as, as its fastest possible speeds. Yeah, it is one thing people often overlook because they just assume, oh, well, I've got it plugged up directly via a cable. It should be really fast. But uh, you'll actually find, particularly a lot of the cheaper routers, the WAN ports will only be 100 meg. And so they're not necessarily gigabit ports all the way along. So you've got to make sure that you are you're actually using gigabit. Uh, and also, it's a little bit more complicated, but you can also physically um, do some testing. So where you would plug your access point out, plug a laptop up, run some ping tests to your router, make sure that you're getting under a millisecond ping test if it's all cabled up. Uh, so make sure your, your performance there is, is you know, top notch so that there are no issues uh, in relation to that because that's it can also be another little bottleneck that people aren't necessarily always aware of. It's really important to go through and, and make sure that your connections to your access points or uh, you know, going back to your router are all gigabit and making sure that you do you run your tests and make sure there's nothing there affecting the routing because that will also have a detrimental effect and it's often something most people don't necessarily uh, look out for. So absolutely uh, keep an eye on that connection between your access points and your routers because that's going to be a, a big one as well that can uh, obviously 
you know, enhance the performance of your wireless network. And you'll find a lot of people, Ben, won't quite understand that one in the sense that it, it might be a little bit getting a little bit more technical, but whoever your IT provider is, getting in touch with them, having a chat with them, they'll easily be able to identify most of these issues and advise you on what's the best solution. Yeah, exactly. It's not You won't necessarily know some of this stuff. It does require a little bit of technical knowledge. Um, the other thing as well, you might be able to find the specifications on the back of the box. A lot of the the internet routers, they'll have a, a manual on the back of the box that will show you what port is what. So you can kind of give an idea of whether something is gigabit or not. Uh, it kind of goes back to our previous point where if you've got the latest gear, you, you're generally going to have uh, and you've got reasonable quality gear for that matter. You're generally going to have gigabit connections, but it is something to watch out for. Uh, and I guess that really leading into the whole technical aspect, uh, our our last point. So um, point number five is really about if you can learn understand how RF works. So the the thing about uh, radio frequencies is they they travel differently uh, in different scenarios. Like every RF environment is unique, and one of the things to understand about wireless is that it operates within a certain frequency and that frequency does have uh, a limit. So there are physical uh, restraints uh, on the actual uh, frequency itself. So some of the things to be aware of is that um, to understand what channelization is. And again, uh, you may need to get an expert in for some of this stuff, but if you have a little bit of an understanding of, of RF, you can you can kind of figure some of these things out. Channelization basically means that there's uh, effectively a certain block of, uh, of of a channel that's available for every single uh, connection that's non-overlapping. So you want to make sure that your wireless network doesn't overlap with other people's wireless networks. Otherwise, you're going to get interference and you can't really maximize the amount of bandwidth that you can put into your wireless network. So understanding channelization uh, is really important. There are some some apps, which we'll get into in a minute, that you can actually help you out with that kind of stuff. And also understanding um, basically where you should be put placing your access points. Uh, placing your access points, you know, in a smaller room, which might be convenient, but might be a, a brick, you know, brick walls behind it, it's not going to work at all. So, or effectively at all. Understanding uh, the fact that building materials, for example, or if you've got a Literally, you don't want to put your your access point in your kitchen, for example, beside your microwave. That's not going to be helpful at all. Um, so little things like that, understanding how your RF environment works and where you need to place your access points to actually maximize the bandwidth, minimize the con- congestion uh, is, is a bit of a science. And uh, again, if you do get stuck, uh, there are professionals like us, for example, we, do, we can come out and do a, a wireless site survey to actually understand that and truly optimize and maximize your your wireless uh, internet connection or your wireless broadband connection uh, more specifically, because it's not just internet; it's also your you know your, your network more broadly. So, um, Sam, do you want to talk a little bit about the the apps and those things? So, you, there's a whole bunch of apps you can get on the Android iOS store. Yeah, they do all kinds of cool things. Yeah, uh, one in particular that we love uh, here at Club IT and we use quite frequently is uh, Ubiquity Networks Wi-Fi Man app, and it's available both on in the Android. Play Store and the uh, Apple App Store. And yeah, so pretty much generally what these apps will allow you to do is check for interference, check your signal strengths. If you stand in a location, you'll be able to see how many other access points are close within your 
within your proximity and, and what channels they're using. Um, generally, it's just great information gathering tool and it can help you put locations out for different access points. They can, you, if you're finding you're close to an access point but you're having connectivity issues, you might find inside these apps that there's overlapping other networks in the area that are using the same channel and you're getting some interference and degradation of your um, the quality so that's generally, uh, there is many other apps as well that you'll, if you do a simple search on your app store for um, Wi-Fi. Yeah, I, I, used, I used to have this one Wi-Fi analyzer, which was an Android app, which was a free one that sort of came out before the Ubiquiti solution did. And it, it, it works great as well. They all give you great visual indications of what other wireless networks are in the area, what channels are overlapping, and and sort of gives you an idea of how to optimize the network. It, look, it is a, it's definitely a professional skill set to fully optimize a wireless network, but you can do some basic bits and pieces with the free tools that are available to better understand your wireless network. And and it is, look, it, that's really the ultimate in in network optimization. Optim, when you optimize your business Wi-Fi, that's really the ultimate uh, crux of it. But certainly, you know, like if you go ahead and you install a whole bunch of access points, you're making sure you've got the latest technology using wireless AC, look, you're going to have a much improved business Wi-Fi network alone just with those key actions. Uh, the 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 optimization and doing the site survey really is when you you know when you're talking really large scale professional deployment. So, you know, if you wanted to deploy wireless uh, successfully across, say, a hotel for example, or a golf resort or or a stadium, uh, that's when you want to start to do some planning and actually do a proper site survey and, and really understand it. But if you know if you're doing it, if you've got a small office and you've got maybe you know ten people in there and you just want to split it up and you know, look, just just by going ahead and, and getting the latest AC technology, using a, a meshing system, throwing a few extra access points, you get, you're going to be fine. You're going to nail it. So we'll definitely make a big dent, a big difference to just the productivity of your wireless connectivity to work devices, and it it'll just make a big difference overall. Mm. So I'm just going to play a little special effects to make this sound pretty cool. Righto, so summing up, so we've gone over our, our five tips. We have the, uh, again, making sure you're using the latest wireless standards, have a mesh-based system, make sure your end user devices are up to date, ensure your wireless access points are connected to gigabit interfaces and make sure there's no issues between your access points and your and your routers. And then obviously the uh, we talked about uh, RF there and optimizing your RF environment. So they're the five key uh, points and what you can do to improve your business's Wi-Fi. Is there anything else, Sam, that you wanted to add? Any other ideas or tips that you've thought of over the years that can help out with your Wi-Fi? I think we've pretty much touched on the main five, but um, the only other one I can potentially uh, potentially say is stay away from cheap products. Um, it might be quite uh, enticing to see deals online of, uh, of brands that you may not have heard of but generally, if you stick to the big guys and you, you get yourself a quality system, you won't regret it. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. You do get what you pay for. Uh, one of the things that you may see when you look at a, a particular brand, so the, the, the real big differences between them is actually in the antenna design. So some of them have very proprietary antenna designs in the way that they send and receive those signals. So if you get something cheap, it might, for example, uh, be the wireless AC standard. Uh, but the, the antenna design may be very basic, and so you're not getting the full capacity or the full capability of what a wireless AC network would do. So definitely stick to your major brands. 
uh, and make sure you do really do get what you pay for. So make sure you do pay for a, a good wireless access point. You will notice the difference. So that's the uh, tech fact today. That was the five tips to improve your business's Wi-Fi. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And we'll see you guys next time.